Hi there, my name is Eli, and you're listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast, hosted by my big bro, Nate Burdeen, where he speaks about the now generation, Jesus, and everything in between. Enjoy the show, and thanks for watching. Yo, what's good? And welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. This is episode 28. And today we're going to, there's a wide range of topics that I'm going to talk about. This is going to be a shorter episode because I'm actually, and, and this, is, this is happening, I'm recording in my car right now. And I'll explain to you a little bit later uh, and why I'm doing that and kind of my bad time management also be talking about what the Lord's just been doing in my life, uh, have it be in ministry, in personal life, with my kids, with my students. And then finally, what I'll talk about is the idea of this is song by What Up RG it's called 4AM. And it's kind of caused a stir in the Christian world and uh, Christian rap world. And there's been a lot of young people that have started to facilitate conversation about the immigrant issue or the legal legal issue and kind of just my thoughts on it and my 20 year old thoughts on it which can seem not as important or minuscule but i do believe that the lord wants us to talk about these topics and face the uncomfortable issues so again guys thank you so much for listening let's get to the episode So, Lakers suck, and that's all I got. The Lakers are awful. They are terrible. LeBron's great, but the Lakers are bad. Injuries plagued us. Who would have thought that one man's groin, just one man's groin, would have been the catalyst for the whole team falling to absolute just terrible. It's just been bad. So uh, if you're praying for Nate, if you ever pray for me, uh, just pray for my Lakers. They're really bad and it really hurts my heart a lot. So I I just ask for your prayers. I ask for your patience as your boy struggling over here. But that being said, baseball season is soon upon us. It is coming um, and I'm excited for that. I'm excited to watch baseball game. I'm a Cubs fan um, and you heard about that in October and absolutely just love the Cubs and I really love the Cubs because I wasn't a baseball fan before and then I kind of got invited in and they won the World Series that year so absolutely no no I was a fan two years before then they won the World Series two years after in 2016 so bandwagon fan sure but hey who who says that uh, I just don't know how to get these winners you know what I'm saying so hey it's been great it's been great to follow sports, and I'm still a Lakers fan. I'm still a LeBron fan. No worries. I won't be a Fairweather fan. Like, I'm going to still cheer for the Lakers and still hope that they win. But I'm also going to be realistic in saying I know that they're not going to win this game or they're not going to win this game. So who knows? Maybe they can win, go to the playoffs, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And what I appreciate about LeBron is he knows it's a process. Some dudes are going to have to go, but... That's what a process is, right? It's all about getting better and growing together and becoming a team. And LeBron is taking his old 
his old dude status and making it better. And some of his leadership has flopped a little bit. And that's a pun intended because LeBron's known as the flopper. But also some of his leadership has helped. Uh, I believe it's helped these guys grow into NBA players and may have poisoned their I don't think it's actually poisoned. A lot of people are saying he's poisoned their careers for the rest of their careers. I don't think so. I just think that there's a different way that LeBron plays. There's a different way that LeBron leads a team. And we're figure, we're literally seeing him make a team. We're seeing him lead a team of young guys in front of our eyes. Like, this is what the old dude is supposed to do. And I don't think his teams are on that. You know, when the old dude gets on the team, they're just terrible. I don't think that's where he's at yet. Um, but he he has a, he has a lot of work to do, uh, a lot of places to go, uh, a lot of places to work, and that's okay. That is okay. So, hey, who knows? Maybe they're phenomenal. Maybe they're great. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. But you know what? Jesus is still going to work. He's still going to do what he do. So uh, I don't know if Jesus is working through LeBron's game. But who knows? And so, yeah, that's my sports talk. Again, not trying to do too much sports talk because I'm figuring out that the people that are checking out my podcast are not big sports fans. You guys just aren't. And that's totally okay. And I need to get okay with that. Next, I just want to talk about, hey, I have a baby sister. Uh, it's it, it's amazing. She was born on Saturday, and she is the most beautiful thing in the world. Uh, not thing. She's a human being. And funny story about that, actually. She was born, and I got to hold her, and she's super light. Uh, and it was just amazing. I have actually never held a child the day they were born. And I got to hold her the day she was born. And... It, it's just been amazing. So I'm sure that she's going to uh, share to me and preach the gospel to me just like Benji does. Um, but she is amazing, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful girl. And I'm excited to just um, have a little sister and it's going to be great. But something funny about that, there's actually two stories that came out of my came out of having a sister and came out of this kind of this family is the first thing is that. I came to grips with, oh my goodness, pregnancy, birth, child, all that stuff is absolutely crazy. Katie was kind of explaining it to me and I sat there and I put both my hands on my head and I was like, oh my goodness, this is insane. I don't this is crazy. She's explaining kind of how it works and basically explained that usually we say that the child is like with the mom or the child is a part of the mom. And basically, no, that child just has a home inside the mom. Yes, obviously, it's they come like from the parents, but it, they're inside their own home inside the mother. And they're not just like swimming around. And I know this is weird and probably disgusting if you're listening to this, but that was insane to me. Again, young dude. I didn't get it. I, it blows my mind. And she explained that to me. And I just kind of sat here like, whoa, life is crazy. And how could we think any of this is accidental? Like the way that humans give birth and the way that birth happens. I just can't sit here and say, yeah, that's accidental. No, that's that's on purpose. On purpose, by purpose, and for 
a purpose. So I was amazed by she she explained that to me and I sat there like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely crazy. And so uh, it was, uh, it, it, again, it's awesome to have a great sis, a great sister. It's awesome to have a younger sister uh, that loves me. I actually doesn't even know about me. Like she doesn't even get fathom brothers yet, but uh, I love her. She's amazing. So another thing that came out of that was I was at a young life banquet, which is kind of our banquet, our fundraising banquet for young life. And someone goes, Hey, you're going to be a uncle. I said, ah, yeah. And then I like stopped and I kind of looked and I said, I am, I am not an uncle. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I am her brother. Yeah, I'm not blood brothers, but I am like, that's my sister. I, I'm her brother. And I, I don't know if it was on purpose and I don't know if it was accidental. But I have noticed that sometimes people look at our family and we're like, what is going on here? Like, they just don't get it. And they don't need to get it. Like, I, I mean, I don't need them to get it. I don't need them to understand it. Like, that's not my call. That's not, I don't believe that should be on them. But it's so crazy. You're an uncle. Katie's not my sister. And I don't know how families work, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, Katie is not my sister. So it was kind of like weird to hear like, you're an uncle. And I said, yeah. And I was like, wait, I walked away. Wait, that, that's not how that, that's not how that works. So who knows, uh, who knows what he was thinking? Who knows his, uh, his, his, his mindset and his idea. But I just thought it was hilarious for like him to just go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're an uncle now. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not at all. Um, so, yeah, I am recording in a car because of that. Uh, because my sister was born, I I leave for a flight in about four hours. I'll literally be on a plane on the way to Colorado when you're probably listening to this. Actually, no, you'll listen to this after I am in Colorado, but I don't have any service. And, yeah, I'm in my car. One, because the acoustics are phenomenal. But also, I didn't want to record anywhere else because I feared that I was going to be too loud and I would wake up my sister. So, did not do that. And so, I hopped in my car and honestly kind of got a great little setup going on right here. Um, got my my microphone set up on my... My lights just turned off in my car, actually. Had my microphone set up on my console, like my middle console, like the seat between the driver and the passenger. My computer is set up on the whatever that's called. I can't even think of the name of this overhead car, whatever the thing is that your wheels on dashboard. There we go. It's on the dashboard. My computer's on the dashboard. I have my hard drive plugged in so that I can record the audio to that. And I have my phone right here and we're looking good. Computers charged. We are, we are looking all right, but it is kind of funny. It's actually, actually freezing inside this car right now, but yeah, so that's, that's the podcast and that's our setup. That's our, that's our ghetto shut up, but I want to get into like kind of just the big things that are happening for me. Um, the Lord has blessed me in every way. And for so long, I had a struggle like I had, I had a problem 
and this isn't the lead well young leader. This is kind of leading into the lead lead well young leader. But I had a problem with feeling like things were coming to me because I'm because I'm young, but I felt like I was in ministry for so long. I needed more things. More things needed to happen, and I needed to do more, more, and more. And I feel like this wasn't happening. This wasn't going, and this wasn't working. And I, you know, I wasn't getting money to save and all like I kind of just all these things around ministry, but also just around being an adult. And then God, it's like God told me, your time's your 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 time's now. And what and, and what I believe God meant by that was, it's time to stop waiting. I believe I waited around for so long to say, okay, something great's going to come. And yes, there is something to be said about waiting in a season and being okay with the season that you're in, right? That's some Christianese terms that we're in. But also there is something so beneficial, so beneficial about the idea of going and pursuing and going after. See, Jesus calls us to all nations. And Jesus calls us to all people. He doesn't he doesn't do this by accident and he doesn't call us into ministry by accident. I don't care if you're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. God has not called you into your mission by accident. No, he's called you on purpose and for a purpose. I have so many pastors that I want to have on this podcast that have given me purpose. I spoke about those, a lot of those men and those women that have looked at me and told me what they believe God has said to them, what my purpose was. Why do I say all of this? Because there's big things coming to me, but I want to let you know something. There's big things coming to you. There's big things on the horizon for your ministry. There's big things on the horizon for your schooling. There's big things on the horizon for your family. There's big things on the horizon for everything that you want to see grow and be fruitful in 2019. There's big things that are going to happen. See, we're three months in already to the year of 2019. And some people are like, man, it's the worst year ever. I feel like this will be the most fruitful year that we, that you are going to have this year. Right? Because this is for young people, youth leaders, and people who love youth. For the young person in this room, or in this room, or for the young person in the church, but for the young person listening to this that's in high school and middle or middle school, I want you to know that you have a calling on your life. And go after it. Don't sit back and be idle. Go after it. Chase it. When I think about chasing, I think about going towards calling. Uh, and I'm using a little bit out of context. I think about the woman who was bleeding for 12 years. And as she was bleeding for 12 years, she went to every single doctor she could. She was yearning for something to make her great, for something to actually to make her whole. And what she realized and what she began to realize as she was searching was that the doctors could not give her anything that was going to make her whole. No doctor Nothing. There is, she probably went all over the place to doctors, different types of doctors, which doctors, I don't know, to try to get some type of healing. And they all came back with the same diagnosis. No, you're not going to be healed. And maybe you've done that. You've you've ran to this and you've ran to this and you've tried this and you've and you, and you said, hey, maybe I feel like I'm supposed to be in worship and man, I'm supposed to be like in this and this. And I don't know. And it comes back and they say no. 
But you know what that woman does? She doesn't give up. Oh, she finds not just any healer, but the king of kings. He's walking around a squad. And in these crowds, she would not have just like been in the crowd. She was outside the crowd and she had to fight to get into the crowd. She fought for what she wanted and she wanted to be free from pain. So as she as she literally is probably in pain again, I don't want to add stuff that's not there. But as she's in pain, (laughs) so beautiful as she's in pain, she's fighting, she's pushing through. Men, she's pushing through men, and she gets just a little touch of Jesus' robe. Right? And we know how the rest of that story goes. She's healed, and Jesus goes, yo, hey, who touched me? And they're like, hey, man, everyone's around you, bro. Literally, everyone's touching you right now. And he goes, no, 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 I know someone touched me. And he begins to listen to that woman's story. He begins to hear that woman's story. And there's so much good word in that. There's so much good truth in that idea. That she fought for what she wanted. She fought to be healed. I just want to question you. Fight for your calling. Because there's stuff that's going to block you. There's going to be impure thoughts and impure actions and anger and lust and, and, and and, and and mental health and mental breakdowns and people who are haters, you know, we got haters. But and when I notice when people say, hey, shout out to all my haters, they actually don't have any haters at all. They're just talking. But all this stuff is going to come at you. You're going to get you might get diagnosis after diagnosis after diagnosis that says, no, you are not going to do this. But you need to fight and you need to yearn. And you know who she went to first? After all the doctors, she was like, I got to go to Jesus. And she went to Jesus. Let's start with that for the young person. And for the youth pastor, you should already be starting with Jesus. For the young life leader or for whatever you're doing, for the parachurch, for the youth, for Christ, for the crew. I don't know what you're doing. Whatever, however you're leading. Start with Jesus. You already know start with Jesus, but how often do we actually do it? I keep I'll keep it a buck with y'all. Studying my word has been such a tough thing to do. And I'm sharing time and time again about Jesus. But it's such a tough thing to do. And all I'm saying is that if we can cling on to who Christ is and recognize who Christ is, then I truly believe that we can get a greater image of Christ and a greater image of what we're supposed to do and what, our, and what the call is in our lives. Yeah, I had fun talking. I talked for a little bit, but man, I love this topic. I love this topic. For the person who loves loves students, who's giving to a youth ministry or who has kids and loves students or loves pe- just loves people, Again, start with their call. We fight for it. We we fought for our call, right? Oh, but for we're we're adults and we're leading ministry. We fought for our call, but you might you might still feel like you keep getting denied. You're like, God, God, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. And God says, just wait. And you're like, No, I don't want to wait. I I got now. I got now. God says, No, 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 no. Yeah, you do got now. But just give me a sec. Patience, patience, patience.
It's crazy the things God can do when we can just be a little patient. It's crazy that the things that God can do when we can just be a little patient. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yo, that's the that's the what's the haps. That's the what's going down. Kind of went to a both little lead well young leader talks. But hey, make sure you stick around for lead well young leader. Check out this ad and then we'll get to it. Lead well young leader. Jesus cares for every single person. The black kid, the white kid, the Latino kid, the legal Latino kid, the quote unquote illegal Latino kid or kid. He cares for us all. Sorry. Like to add some emotional, um, some some emotion. But Jesus cares for every kid, every person. I wrote a Young Life report today, and a part of my homework assignment was explaining pretty much the mission of Young Life and where we're going. And there's a part of Young Life that there's this poem that says, "Every kid, every kid." And I want to pull this up for you because I think that what's so important is that we need to understand that as the mission of young life that as the 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 literally like the actual portrayal of who jesus is we need to understand that god has called us to share the gospel and to share it with power i said that in my last section but i need to under we need to understand something we need to understand something and that the gospel is forever good so i'm gonna pull this up real quick i'm literally opening my word document right now um, it also could mess up the recording, but I hope it doesn't. So I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to scroll down real quick. and Let me get to this right here. I'm going to read this. Jesus' focus is every kid. Young Life's mission is every kid. Not just rich kids. Every kid. Not just white kids. Not just black kids. Every kid. Not more kids than other organizations. You better preach. Every kid. Not just get not just a few kids the opportunity to receive Jesus, but every kid. Every kid. A dream worthy of my time. A dream worthy of my energy and our energy. A dream worthy of our money. A dream worthy of our lives. A dream of bringing every kid to the foot of Jesus. A dream of bringing great honor to God. A dream that requires great, great dependence upon the Holy Spirit, a dream of making a difference in heaven or hell for eternity. And I'll just close that. Wow, every kid. And it's not just every kid, it's every person. So maybe you feel like, Nate, you talk about the same topics again and again, but they just get stirred up in me title of this is going to be every kid dot 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 he means it what about you drop this new album
it's absolutely amazing go check it out it's called varul uh it's great seven seven five tracks and then two interludes it's beautiful and he has a song called 4am and part of what up rg's story and you can check out the video or check out because i won't bring it justice but part of his story is that he was just a kid when his dad got deported he like just a kid and he had just got a girlfriend and his, they came and they took his dad and now his dad lives in mexico and he lives here in the states and he got signed to reach records and has been able to have a great a great music career his music is amazing like he's up there as some my favorite artist at reach records obviously you know it's any video but what up rg you up there g every kid and he has this part maybe i don't know if it sickens you but it sickens me and not because i think it's wrong but because i think it's facts he says uh something that i just want to live like jesus i want to be like christ and then goes um he's, he's talking about faith and how hard of it how hard it is to have faith and he goes Half the pastors in America don't want my people in America or my family in America. Even Jesus was an immigrant. Now nobody gives a oh, and he doesn't say the word. Flirts with it though. What does that mean? That's what I think it means. I think he's telling the truth. I mean, I think he's speaking facts. Jesus was an immigrant. And as Jesus people, we're supposed to care for all people. But if they're not, if they weren't born here, or they have a family member <laughs> who wasn't born here, we ridicule them. We look at them as less of a human being. I can remember asking a pastor one time, I said, what's the problem? What's the issue? And he said, you know what the issue is? We idolize ourselves. We're the number one country, so we idolize ourselves, right? Some people might be like, oh, I don't know if that's true. But, like, we view ourselves as the number one country. So, <laughs> I believe that creates us. Literally, I believe we have cre created our own theology called the American Theology. And we believe it, we are the center of the universe and we are the center of this. And you say, Nate, mate, like, you're just saying stuff just to say stuff. But, hey, this is what I'm saying. Bottom line, politics, politics, cool. I have my thoughts, I have my beliefs, but I'm not gonna sit here and preach like like my beliefs and my thoughts and what I believe he should do and this and she should do. No, my goal is literally just to say, hey, RG was calling attention to this problem, right? Because kids are ripped. I know a kid whose literally whole family was ripped from his grasp and he's left here alone. And I think just with his sister or something, like th these are real issues because me as a as as as, as a black kid I might have struggled with uh str stuff at home and stuff but I never struggled with the idea that my dad or my mom could get ripped from my arms and ripped from my grasp simply because they were not born in this country I never struggled with that that was never a fear of mine yes I had different fears but that wasn't a fear of mine and that's a different fear I've had leaders come to me and say hey this is a fear of mine. That their biggest fear is that when they come home from school, their dad may not be there. Or that when they get pulled over, their dad may... 
Like, if they get pulled over, their dad could get ripped out of the car. Who knows? Yo, that breaks my heart. That actually breaks my heart. It makes my heart hurt. And if this stuff doesn't make our heart hurt, like, we're supposed to weep with those who weep. Let's weep with those who weep. Man, because I don't know the stance. I don't know this. And But in the comment section of RG's 4AM and his album, they said, well, your dad shouldn't have been here legally. <sighs> and they're just saying crazy stuff that I'm like, these are believers saying this stuff. And we, you guys are probably looking at me and saying, man, is this the, or listening to me, is this the ridicule believer show? Because that's what it sounds like. No, it's not. Like, I'm not sitting here trying to, trying to put down believers. I just want to help young people and people who lead young people kind of understand what's going on. Right? Because we live in a world where young people now get a voice. Like, I get to sit here on this podcast, and when people listen to it, they get to hear it. Anyone could do this. Right? I'm encouraging people to do it. Record a podcast. Like, do that. Do what God has called you to do. Put your stuff out there. Put your thoughts and opinions and put them out there. Let people know. But let's start with Jesus. I just preached a sermon, or I'm getting to preach a sermon that's talking about loving God, loving our neighbor. I believe our neighbor are the people that are in North America and the people that are refugees and the people, like, I believe in this. I'm not saying that believers don't, but my thing is we have to have sympathy for someone else's struggle. Right? Because I look at I look at these comments and I see hatred. That you might some people might look at them and say, Well, I'm just saying like what I believe God has told me to do, like follow the law of the land. I just don't know if that's the call to make, bruh. I just don't know. I just don't I just I, I just don't know if we are to make that call. Let's just love God, love our neighbor. Nay, it's difficult than that. I just want to know where in the in the word it says it was more difficult than that. I just want to know. It's not all roses. It's hard. It's tough. People are get I just want to know. I just want to know. We are called to put Jesus over everything. Not country over everything. Jesus over everything. Okay? That's what we're called to do. So let's listen to other people's struggles, right? Man, there's, I'm not saying it's just, for color, there's white people who, who want to be a part of making change, but they're ridiculed just because of their white. Like I, I, like I defend my white brothers because I know it's tough out here. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> but I know it's tough. It's not just a, it's not just a white, it's not just a color, it, it, there's white people who struggle with this idea. It's like getting ridiculed and there's women who struggle with this and not saying, saying that they sh- can't be in leadership and all these ideas. and just love our neighbor. Nate, you keep saying that. I just, God told me that was the greatest commandment, Chief. I just don't know where it says the greatest commandment was correcting this and saying when someone, when a believer is down, I don't think my call now, if they're down in a certain way where I need to have accountability, that's different. Have accountability. But I don't think my call as a believer is to go, well, you shouldn't have come here illegally. That's not my job. 
my job is to love Jesus and love people. That's it. So I just, I just, every kid, every person, he tells us to. He tells us to. So lead well, young leader. Don't grow weary of this work. Because I know sometimes I'm weary, man. <laughs> I have a week ahead of me. But thank you guys for still listening to the show, checking out the podcast. And please share. Share what you think. Share your comments. Share your ideas. Share your ideas. And every week I'm getting better at this editing and I'll keep telling you all that stuff. But I'm just so thankful for you. Truly thankful for you. Well, hey, um, thank you for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast, episode 28. I get picked up in an hour to go to the airport. So I'm going to edit this, get it out. And we'll be good to go. Make sure you guys just, you know, rate, like. What is this, YouTube? Make sure you just rate it, subscribe, uh, and just leave a positive review and share. That's the biggest thing is just share this out to youth pastors, friends, youth leader friends. And I'd love to have your youth pastor friends and your youth leaders friends on this podcast. Hey, check me out next week. Check us out next week because we have my friend Dusty. And uh, he is a guy that actually is kind of the youth pastors of all youth pastors. Um, in his region and across no across the country uh, national youth ministry so i'm excited to talk to this dude and he loves the lord and has a lot of good wisdom um so i am excited to hear from him but hey guys again thank you for listening to the podcast i'll catch y'all next week peace